First 12 verses there, Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to read the first four verses. I hope you listen this morning. I uh, hope you listen every time you come to church, but especially this morning. Let's all stand together, please, for the reading of God's word. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, <clears throat> starting in verse 1. And we'll read through verse 12, and we'll read those verses responsively. I'll read verse 1, then all of us together, verse 2, then I'll read verse 3, then all of us, verse 4, and so on, uh, through verse number 12. The text verse is going to be verse number 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. And so let's, uh, let's start chapter 5 of Matthew and verse number, uh, verse number 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him together. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Together, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And let's pray. Uh, and that's God's blessing here. Heavenly Father, we'd ask that somehow this morning that you would meet with us. And the Spirit of God would come down and uh, stir the hearts of every individual here. It's pointless to come to church if we don't hear from heaven. It's absolutely pointless. We've got to have a work done in our lives. We've got to have the Spirit of God working. And I think the truth here, just the uh, just the one little statement I'm going to make could make such a difference if we remember it and it would change our lives. As we talk about this subject, as we look about this hungering and thirsting for righteousness, I pray that we'll be open and we'll be eager to hear and eager to listen and have our lives touched. Help us this morning not to just put in our time or play church, uh, but may today uh, be different for us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. When I think of all my faults and my failures When I consider all the times I let God down I am humbled by His grace He has extended I'm amazed at the mercy I have found I could never earn His love on my own Yet every time I come before His throne I stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb I stand redeemed before the great I am When he looks at me 
He sees the nail-scarred hands that brought my liberty. I stand redeemed. Even at my best, I am unworthy. I have nothing precious I can give. A broken lie is all I have to offer. And yet, it's a priceless gift to Him. The bitter mark of sin will never fade away. But I can come before Him unashamed. I stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I stand redeemed before the great I am. When he looks at me, he sees the nail-scarred hands that brought my liberty. I stand when he looks at me, he sees the nail-scarred hands that brought my liberty. I stand redeemed. When he looks at me, he sees the nail-scarred hands that brought my liberty. I stand Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Brother Mel is one of my favorite singers and one of my favorite preachers. <clears throat> Let's pray here, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd use the truth here this morning and help us to be attentive to it. And I pray that you'd fill me and, and use these, this broken life, which is just a priceless gift to you that you'd use it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you noticed McDonald's prices went up? Just a side note. McDonald's? I mean, Wendy's? I like Wendy's food, but it's expensive. It's expensive. You could go, you could go to Golden Corral for what you could buy at Wendy's meal. So who'd go to Wendy's? I went to McDonald's the other day, and it went, I'm preaching, sh and uh, I went to w McDonald's yesterday. The prices went up as high as Wendy's. That's $10 for a meal. What is, what is Golden Crow for lunch, $9.50? I think it's $9.50, isn't it? Somewhere in there. You go to Golden Crow. Now, I, I like Golden Crow personally. I mean, you can't beat that place. I mean, what a variety, for 10 bucks? And then you can stay there all day. If you go in when they open, you could be there 12 hours and do nothing but eat. And, um, but uh, the, now you want the key. The key is 345 because you pay the lunch menu price and then you hang out for 15 minutes and you get to eat the dinner meal. See, that's the key. And, uh, but we, uh, sometimes we go to Golden Crow. It's like our, our kid's favorite place. You know, we go to Golden Crow and uh, we love it. At least I do. And that's the, I'm the, I'm the, I carry the majority of the vote <clears throat> in the family. But if we're going to go to Golden Crow, there's, a, there's, a, there's kind of a, a basic rule before you go to Golden Crow, 
and that you don't eat. We're not eating breakfast. You're not eating lunch. You're not eating all day. Why? When you get there, I want you to be hungry because it's all you can eat, and I expect you to do so. Uh, and, and don't wait. Don't go get lettuce. You're not getting that cheap stuff. You go for the, get the shrimp, get the steak, all that cheap stuff. We can buy that later. Go get the expensive stuff. That's what you go there for. You know, go get the good stuff. And, uh, but that's the rule is don't eat. I don't want you to lose your appetite. Don't want you to lose your appetite. I want you to go there and be able to eat. I hate it when they go there and they, then they say, I'm going to go get fruit. Don't get fruit. Uh, at the end, maybe, but don't, well, boy, some of the things, mac and cheese, don't go get mac and cheese, get the good stuff, but don't lose your appetite, you know, my wife's a great cook, I tell you, I don't, uh, I love, I just love her cooking, she just is a good cook, uh, I love her fried chicken, I'll tell you what, you want some good food, my wife's fried chicken, this has nothing to do with the sermon, but anyway, her fried chicken is it's good. It's good. But hey, the only thing that's good, she makes steak. She cooks it in Mountain Dew. What? I tell you, now, that's good stuff. And uh, cook a steak in Mountain Dew. You have some good food there. I mean, Mountain Dew makes everything better. And uh, uh, I mean, she, she's just a good cook. But we ran into a problem a while back. We ran into a problem. And the, 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 the problem was is that she would spent a lot of time making this delicious meal, like garlic noodles or her, uh, her, her delicious lasagna. Or <laughs> that's, an inside, that's an inside joke. And, uh, uh, but no, we had to have a steak knife to cut it. But anyway, um, I'm just <laughs> and so uh, we uh, were fried chicken. And then the kids would come to the table, and they'd pick at it. You know, I'm not a big fish fan. Uh, I eat fish because it's free. Uh, but I'm not a big fish fan. But I tell you what, she can make good fish, and I can make good smoked fish. Uh, but anyway, man, there's good stuff in there. That's good stuff. And uh, I buy it, and I repackage it. Um, but they, uh, the kids would come to the table, and they'd pick at their food, eat a little bit, didn't want to eat. And, and, you know, well, not long ago, we, um, we had to paint the basement, paint some kids' rooms. So we pulled their beds and things back away from the wall. Do you know what's behind their beds? Hundreds of candy wrappers, gummy wrappers, potato chip bags, uh, 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 crackers, bags, cookie bags, all the stuff they steal. <laughs> steal. The Bible says I'm not stealing anything. And, and, and they eat it and they stuff the trash behind their beds. You know, we, we, we find that they didn't have much of an appetite because they were too busy snacking. They were too busy snacking. And so when it came down to a good, meal, they had no appetite to eat that good meal because during the day they've been snacking on other things. You know, God tells us here to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Listen to me this morning. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. I find today there are very few Christians who hunger after God. 
hunger. You'll do a lot when you're hungry. Boy, when you're hungry, you'll do about anything when you're hungry. Uh, I, I mean, in the Bible, they had, people were taking their babies and killing their babies and eating their own children. You'll do amazing things when you're hungry. And God said, I expect you to be hungry for me. Hunger after righteousness. And we were yesterday talking to, um, Friday, I think it was, and uh, Matthew, uh, was, uh, Matthew right home and, and uh, after teen activity. Something to me. He said, you know, he said, I'm glad. He, he said, do you remember when he was littler, he was a brat. He was a, he was a, he was a brat. Capital B, capital R, capital A, capital D. Am I right? Is, right? Yes. His mom's, his mom's like in full of grief. She's saying, hallelujah. She's speaking in tongues back there. Yes, that's it. He is a brat. And, uh, but, you know, Matthew kind of grew up and uh, about, oh, I don't know, six, eight months ago, he came back to church. And he said this, he said, man, he said, being out of church, I was just missing something. It just was empty. I just woke up one day and said, I'm going back to church. And he came back and he said this to me Friday night. He said, listen, he said, I can't wait to go to church. I can't wait till Sunday morning. I love Sunday. I love church. I love Sunday night. I love Wednesday night. I can't wait till Friday teen activity. I can't wait for Saturday soul winning. I can't wait to go on the bus trial. I just love when we have church. I'm so excited about it. I just love church. I said, you know, you remind me of myself when I was about 15 years old. I just had a hunger and a thirst after God. A hunger, as David said, as the deer panted after the water brook, so my heart longeth for thee, O God. Uh, I, I, that hunger for God. I know myself, I do. I hunger for that. I hunger for God to use me. I, it's like a physical hunger, a, a hunger to get something out of his word, a hunger to do something for God, a hunger for the work of God, an excitement and a zeal for the work of God. I love that. But the truth is, listen this morning, the truth is there's no hunger for the word of God or the things of God amongst his people anymore. There's just not much hunger for the things of God anymore. You know, there's no drive amongst God's people to read the Bible. We, most people in this room, if you, if you read, if you read your Bible, it's a drudgery. And you read it because you're supposed to. You read it because you feel guilty. And you just go get it. And you read it and say, well, I guess this is what I'm going to have to do. And you're going to have to read it. No, listen, there's no hunger for the Word of God. That's not normal. And the normal thing is and a thirst for the things of God. We had a hunger to read the Bible. We had to get in the morning and say, man, I'm empty. I got to get something. We had to be driving to work and stop at a red light and say, I read my Bible. I just want to read one verse because I just feel like I need something. That's, but there's no drive amongst God's people anymore. There seems to be no hunger for God to use us. Where are the young men and young ladies that would, that would uh, uh, come to the church on a Friday night and spend all night in prayer? Begging God to use them and do something mighty with them. Where is the hunger and the thirst for righteousness? Where is that hunger that says, God, I'll do anything. I just want you to use me. I just want you to touch my life and make my life to count for Christ. There's no hunger for that anymore. It seems that there's no hunger to win souls to Christ. Where are those Christians that would go around with tracks and constantly looking for a soul? Constantly looking for somebody they can win. Somebody that they can bring to there's no hunger for that. There's no hunger at the invitation as sitting, uh, peeking. 
You know, when you're supposed to have your eyes shut and peeking to see if somebody's getting saved. There's no hunger for the souls anymore. Preaching. The day when we used to sit on the edge of our seat and hunger for the preaching. And we'd sit there and we'd hunger and, and say, give me something from the word of God. I've got that. Now we come to church and we play on our phones. You would be surprised how many people play on their phones and even play on their phones right now. Because there's no hunger. Listen, there's no hunger for the things of God. There's no hunger for the things of God. They, there's no hunger for the, uh, 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 the, the truths of the word of God and the preaching that will penetrate our heart. There's no hunger for that anymore. There's no hunger for heaven. There's no longing for heaven. I know a man who went down and wanted to join APD. And he went down and he took the test to join uh, APD. And one of the tests on there was, are you uh, one of the questions on the test was, are you afraid to die? And the man was a Christian. He put on there, no, I'm not afraid to die. And they rejected him and said that he's got to be insane and not mentally stable if he's not afraid to die. And they would not let him join APD. I mean, where's that hunger for that thirst for heaven? Said, I, I look forward to death. I welcome death. I'm hungry for the other side. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Where's that, that hunger for heaven that we used to have? There's no hunger for the power of God. There's no hunger anymore amongst God's people or God to reach down and do something. We come to church and we sit in church like we're sitting this morning. Bored out of your mind. Where's the hunger? Where's the thirst? There seems to be no hunger for righteousness anymore. A hunger for, I've got to get something right. I've got to go after God. I've got to do the right thing. I'm searching for the Lord. I need righteousness in my life. I've got to do the right thing. I'm hungry for it. Instead, what do we do? We go buy $100 in alcohol. And the preacher preaches against alcohol. And we say things like, well, I'm not just going to dump it out. I spent a lot of money for it. There's no hunger for righteousness. We don't hunger anymore. Listen, we have no appetite for the things of God because we've been snacking on the world. You hear me? We have no appetite for the things of God because we're too busy snacking on the world. If you get that right there, that'd change your life. Yes, we have no appetite for the things of God because we're too busy stacking on the world. You see, fish and rice and broccoli has nothing on ice cream, cookies, pizza, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for Chick-fil-A. You know, the, the people who own Chick-fil-A are Christians. And it shows in their product. Ah, uh, man, Chick-fil-A is good. See, we're too, listen, when the, the, the 
the good, stable, well-balanced, healthy meal holds nothing to the junk food that's out there. All the junk food of the world. That's why we almost have withdrawals if we're not getting the grease. If we're not getting the deep fried, if we're not going to McDonald's or a fast food, too many of us are like, ah, I got to go out to eat. We start getting Listen, in time, get this. This is so good. If you'll get this this morning, listen, please don't just sit there. Listen, in time, in time, that pizza and fast food and McDonald's and ice cream, the cookies and all that stuff, in time, we find there's no real strength in that food. There's no real nutrition in that food. And in time, that will kill you, and it makes you fat, and it makes you weak, and it makes you lethargic, and it makes you lazy. Why? That's not the type of food we should be eating. And it's not good for us, but when we're too busy eating out, we don't enjoy eating at home. And when we're, when we're having the, 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 the chicken McNuggets, and the, uh, uh, the deep fried hamburgers and all that stuff. We're eating out there. And then we come home and have a piece of salmon. It just isn't the same. Because why? We've been eating out in the world. Today, too many Christians have no hunger for the things of God because you're too busy snacking on the things of the world. See, first of all, let me ask you this. The first thing I want to ask you this is, are you saved? Are you saved? Let me just give you, you, you want a reason to leave a Royal Baptist Church? I'm going to give you a good reason right now. So we can cut down the crowd and we can get, and we can get more space in here. That's a, we, we, every once in a while we got to trim the crowd, you know. So we're going to trim the crowd right now. The Bible says narrow is the way to eternal life. And few be that find it. That's the Bible. And I wouldn't be much of a preacher if all I was interested in was your attendance. I'm more interested in your soul's eternity and your salvation. Yes, sir. Let me ask you this. Are you saved? Are you saved? Because I don't see that type of Christianity in the Bible. I don't see Paul going around Sunday morning Trying to get them to wake up. Come on, you got to come to church. Come on, you got to come. Oh, man, Paul, I don't know, man. I was, I was up kind of late last night. I don't really want to go. Think about, think, think. Yeah. think about that type of Christianity for a minute. Where's the spiritual hunger? Matter of fact, I don't know if I really know anywhere in the Bible where they had to do that. From everything I saw, when somebody got saved, they jumped in 100%. Can you show me differently? I mean, I mean, we even, we even find that uh, uh, in John chapter 3, when we find Nicodemus coming to Christ, and then we find him at the, at the end of the book, around the, uh, around the resurrection of Christ, we find him again, still faithful ministering. We don't seem to find very often the the Christianity that we have today. I mean, can't you see them now that, they're, that, 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 that Peter's standing up to preach and they're all busy looking at their cell phones and all the disciples are too busy trying to get out of there? 
I mean, can't you see it now? The John the Beloved goes by and knocks on his church members' doors and says, hey, listen, hey, tomorrow we're having a big day. Tomorrow's church, I'll see you there. And they say, you know, uh, I, I think they're having a soccer game up the street. I was going to go to that tomorrow instead. This is, this is a Baptist church. You can say amen. It's not Catholic. You can say amen. don't have a spiritual hunger, my first question I ask myself is, am I saved? Am I saved? Because the Bible says that once you get saved, you'll have a river of life flowing out of your belly. It's going to be something real. The old man is dead, and we live unto the new man. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. We went from children of darkness to children of light. We went from our father, the devil, to our father, Jehovah. So if you don't have a spiritual hunger or a spiritual drive, I just wonder, the first question I ask myself, is am I saved? And I'm not saying, well, yeah, I said a prayer one day. No, 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 I'm saying, did you say a prayer one day? Our prayer never saved anybody. Amen. It's a repentance and a faith in Christ that saves somebody. Are you saved? That would be my first question. I mean... You see the disciples now that was more important to them to watch TV than it was to, 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 to do the things of God? I don't see that. I just don't see in the Bible that, that when, when Peter was in jail and the church got together to pray at, uh, at, uh, 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 with Rhoda, they got together to pray. I don't see a whole bunch of them staying home to watch TV. They well, you have TV back then. No, but they had their form of entertainment back then, and they had the same temptations that they had back then that you and I have today. They had distractions. First, I ask myself, is am I even saved? Because if you don't have a spiritual hunger at all, I'd hit this altar and say, God, what's wrong with me? The Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and you have no spiritual hunger. You better be careful, because few be that find it. I mean, the Bible does say that in that day that, that they'll say unto me, Lord, Lord, we've done many mighty works in your name. Lord, I went to church every Sunday. I was in Austria. I mean, I, I was in the nursery. What do you mean I'm not accepted in heaven? I never knew you. I never knew you. Not, not, you didn't serve me well. I did not know you. And if I knew you, you would serve me. Why do you, why do you, why do you sit there and say uh, with, all, with your lips, you praise me and you honor me? And yet behind my back, you won't do the things that I say. We have a whole lot of that going on. We have a whole lot of people coming to church and doing something. And then they have no spiritual hunger and they're living like the devil. question is this, are you even saved? Are you even saved? Say, well, nobody can't, listen, I don't see it in the Bible that, that the preacher had to go around and check on everybody and drag them out of their sin and try, oh, no, you can't go there. Hey, you better be careful. Hey, don't talk that way. I'm checking up on you. That didn't happen. They had the Spirit of God that checked up on them. 
And when they, when they did something they should not do, their heart smote them. And they got right with God themselves. If God's not after you, why am I after you? And if God's not chasing you, why am I chasing you? And if God's not convicting you, why am I trying to convict you? First thing I ask myself today is, am I even saved? If I could go to church and not have a hunger for him, if I could get up day after day or week after week and not read my Bible and not pray and not miss my God and not win a soul to Christ and not think about him and he's not on my mind 24 hours a day, I'd ask myself, hey, am I one of the few or am I one of the many? That'd be the first thing. Too many of us, we don't have those spiritual hungers are snacking on the things of the world. Caleb wanted to get with me all day yesterday. And he said he wanted to go to Taco Bell to eat. So Caleb go to Taco Bell. And then he said he wanted a, a crunch wrap or something like that. And I was like, then hold on, Usually we get those 89 cent tacos. That's what we eat. He said, yeah. He said, I went with Miss Maria not long ago. She took us to Taco Bell. She said, get whatever you want. Ms. Maria, by the way, can I see you at the church? And, uh, but she's, and, and uh, so I told her I'd take one of those little cheap tacos. And Maria said, why are you eating that junk? You get whatever you want. And so she got him one of them nice ones. Now he's a little addict. He no longer wants the 89-10 taco. He now wants the $4 taco. Wait a minute. That's what happens to you and I. We get from the simplicity of Christ and we get away from what God has for us, that good mainstay diet. And we go out here, we experience, experiment with other things and experience what the devil has. And next thing you know, it has a hold on your soul and you no longer have a hunger for the things of God because you're busy snacking on the devil's appetizers that are out there. Remember the parable of the sower? The, sower? the Bible says the sower went out to sow the seed and the seed was the word of God and he sowed it everywhere. He said some fell on the wayside and never, never grew up at all. It was gone. And some of it fell on good ground. And it, it sprang up and brought forth fruit. And some fell on stony ground. And on stony ground, it, it sprang up. It didn't have much root. And when the sun came up, it scorched it and it quickly withered away. But then he said some fell on thorny, or amongst the thorns, on thorny ground. And it grew up. And with, with, with joy, it received the word of God. And it grew up, but listen, the thorns choked it out. Jesus said that which fell on the thorny ground was the cares of this life choked out that seed. One of the greatest things, the devil, I want to preach a sermon something. One of the greatest tricks of the devil is this right here. He will choke us out by the cares of this life. The cares of this life will choke us. Now, today we don't have much of a spiritual appetite because the cares of this world has choked it out. And if you don't have a spiritual appetite, you have a big problem today. Either you're not saved or you've been snacking on. You're not saved or you're snacking on the world. I'm talking about the dangers of this world will destroy your appetite for the God. It steals your appetite. The TV. You cannot watch a ton of TV and read a ton of Bible. The TV is going to steal it. 
Sorry. But this says he doesn't even have pictures. Doesn't even have pictures. It's hard to compete with. You can't, you can't even go to the bathroom without pausing it because you might miss something. And every person here does it. Amen and amen, including your pastor. Might miss something. Listen, that, that stuff, it, 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 and it's all fake. It's all fake. None of it's real. It's all fake. It's all make-believe. We went to uh, Universal Studios the other day. Kind of saw how they mix it. You know, they get a video of somebody falling through the sky. Ah, you know how they do that? He's standing on a mirror with a fan blowing on him. And the camera is up here above him like this. And the video is on top of him over the mirror. And he's going, and all the guys doing is standing there going, ah! with a fan blowing on him. And you pay thousands of dollars to watch that stuff. So do I. It's fake. There's not a single thing in Hollywood that's real. It's all fake. Every bit of it. Even the noise. They say that outside of verbal dialogue, they mute the entire movie and they send it to another office and they watch the movie they add in sound effects. It's fake. But yet it grabs us and captures us and we're mesmerized by it and we get so engulfed in it. Next thing you know, we have no hunger for the pitchless book of the Word of God. Why? We've been stolen because we're snacking on the things of the world. Those video games... Dangerous. They're dangerous. You stay up all night playing them. You teenagers, you young people, how many times you miss church because you're too busy playing a video game? Stealing your heart. It's stealing your heart and you have an appetite for that, but you don't have an appetite for the things of God. You can't wait to get up in the morning and the first thing you do, oh my boy, I'm going to nail everybody's hide to the wall right now. The first thing you do is roll over and check your phone. I dare say if you have a phone, that's true for about everybody in this room. First thing you do is roll over and check your phone. Is your Bible even close to your bed? Why is there no appetite for this? And yet, you game to find out what you missed because you were sleeping and it's a real time game social media is destructive say oh you're just old I'll tell you what we had a lot more character when we didn't have it and we had a lot more decency when we didn't have it that can be used for right but few people do that social media is destroying our young people our families our homes and our Christians MJ said this night he said my phone's been broken for a week I haven't had my phone for a week and he said this and it actually feels pretty good you know it does feel good to detox to detox you might you might enter back into the realm of reality we have a bunch of brain dead listen, if America got invaded right now I'd be worried We wouldn't rise up and fight. All they got to say is, we'll take your cell phone. Okay, I won't do it. I won't do anything. It's very bad. Hey, have you been snacking on the, world, the world's music? 
the world's music? Say, well, it's contemporary Christian. Listen, if you got to dance to it, it's not good music. Come on now. All music has a beat, but not good. Not all music has that kind of a beat. I'm saying we we got. If, if we're gonna have an appetite for the Word of God, we gotta quit snacking on the world, because we what we go out there and we have the world's music and the world's philosophy and the world's parties and the world's TV and the world's uh, infiltrating our life, and then we come to church and we have no hunger whatsoever for God to do something because our, our fire's already burning for something else. It's hard to hunger for something God when you've been busy vaping all week. So, well, it's not cigarettes. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Smoking pot. Coming to church, coming to church high, like you can't, like we can't smell it on you. Come on now. Uh oh. Yes, sir. Yes. And you wonder if I can be one of the few? I would check myself. Can't you? Can't you see now? Can't you see? Uh, 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 John and and, uh, and and Peter and can't you see them out behind the behind the olive trees vaping? I mean, really, if, uh, if, 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 the, if the disciples are here today, can't you see them out in the parking lot skipping Sunday school while they're listening to music? I mean, if the disciples are here today, could you see them in church right now checking their, checking their, uh, their, their Facebook account? No, I can't either. The dangers of this world system is stealing our appetite. Things like Fortnite. You kids are a pro at stupid dances, but you don't have a clue about the things of God. And let me tell you, all this ain't going to get you anywhere in life. It'll do nothing for you. Nothing. All you, listen, all you are is cheap entertainment to older people. That's all you are. And we walk away and say, fool. And then we get scared. Because you are the ones that are going to take care of us when we're old. This is proof. This is proof. Do you see that right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in my notes, right? You see that? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm not saying this for any other reason. Dave and Busters. I'm not saying this for Dave and Busters. It was already there. Dave and Busters. We get... Can't you, honestly, you're telling me that the disciples are alive today, they'd be going to Dave and Buster's? But it's just grown up Chuck E. Cheese. It's drinking. When are we going to take our Christianity seriously? Few be that find it. Few be. So you mean I expected to go through my whole life and never experience the games of Dave and Buster's? You poor thing. Yes, we all have to submit. He said, blessed are those that are persecuted. (laughs) That's your cross and you must bear it. When is our Christianity going to hit home? It breaks my heart that I pastor. I pastor a bunch of worldly people. 
Come on now. I pastor a bunch of worldly people. And unfortunately, it's not just me. It's about every pastor in America. Because we don't hunger and thirst after righteousness. Because we're too busy snacking on the things of the world. You're going to have an appetite for what you eat. A while back, I went on a health binge a few years ago. I cut out fast food. I didn't eat McDonald's, none of that stuff. I cut out fried foods. I, I ate fish. I ate salads. I ate good, healthy nuts, fruits. I mean, I ate healthy for, I mean, a long time. I'm, I'm probably two, know, two, three days. And... Uh, <laughs> No, it was longer than that, but it was, it was a couple of months, man, I, and I, I healthy. I healthy. And then I fell off the wagon. And uh, then one day I ended up going to McDonald's. Can I tell you what McDonald's tastes like when you're not eating McDonald's? It tastes like cardboard dipped in grease. It was gross. It was absolutely disgusting. Because I've been eating real food for a while. Now, I'm back to eating McDonald's, and guess what? It's the best food on the planet. When you can squeeze your McNugget and, and, and grease drips out of it, you got some good food. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Put it in your Coke. And uh, <laughs> listen, that's how you are with the world. You've been so busy eating the things in the world, you think it's great, and it's nothing but garbage. And if you would detox for six months and get that stuff out of your life and quit your social media and clean up your language and clean up your TV and get a heart for God and start doing the right thing, you would find that you'd hunger and thirst after righteousness and the things in this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. The first question is this, are you saved? Are you saved? Because if you have no spiritual desire, I would check my salvation. My next question is this. Have you been snacking on the world? That's why you lost your appetite for God. And that's why the things of God mean about nothing to you. You'll show up to church and put in your time, but I'm not interested in that type of Christian and either is the Lord. The Lord is looking for somebody that'll present himself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for somebody who's willing to lay down his life for the Savior. He's looking for somebody that is not bent on backsliding, but will stand strong and firm and true to whatever trials come their way. That's what God's looking for. I'm afraid that we've lost our, we've lost our spiritual hunger because we're too busy snacking on the world. Let's all bow our heads together, please. Our heads